Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z, and we're back, and now the NFL is only 30 days away. Actually, it's a, I think it's less than that now. Wow. Insane. The NFL is right around the corner. It doesn't even feel like it. Um, on this episode, we are going to be talking training camp battles, and we'll touch on some other topics um, that are topical, but mainly we're focusing on training camp battles as the training camp ramps up, and we'll try to... Uh, Entertain you as much as possible. There's still not a lot of news about the training camps. Uh, we've heard, uh, you know, people cut things of that nature, but not a lot else going on. But the Blue Kool Aid Crew is here to help you, and we're going to guide you into the Lions Super Bowl season. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And now, sit back, relax. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's August 12th. We're recording this at 6 p.m. Central Time. And we're about to get into Detroit Lions football. And the season's wrapping up, folks. It is ramping up. We are less than 30 days away from the start of the NFL season, which is hard to believe, um, especially because – well, let me – before I get into that, uh, joining us, is, as always, is Connor. What up? We got Rudd Dog. Yo! And then we got UJ. Hey. So we got most of the blue Kool-Aid crew here. Um, and what I want to mention, guys, is that uh, it, it's weird that football is so close to being around the corner because we we don't really see – like, I'm used to, like, high school football starting around here first and then, uh, like, get, kicking up that football season, like, that that sense of it, and then uh, and then the NFL comes along. But there's, like – it's just not yeah. – the weird feeling. There's going to be feeling. no warm-up, just a cold start pretty much. Like, no uh... – to early temptations. It's going to like, football's just suddenly going to be here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a big, obviously the main reason that is coronavirus. And uh, what I wanted to start off here was talking about all the lions that were on the COVID list and then got off of it. Most notably um, the topic of our last episode, our, our uh, Matt Stafford or one and only, uh, he tested positive and then ended up being a false positive. Um, yep. Did, did you guys think uh, Stafford was going to be gone for a few weeks there? Uh, Never had a doubt. 
Uh, I mean, just a bizarre situation, the fact that he had a false positive. Now the NFL changed their rules completely, um, where if a player tests positive, they have the opportunity to take two tests within 24 hours, and if they both come back negative, then you are allowed to return back to the field. Well, that seems to make more sense instead of waiting two whole weeks in a quarantine, you know, I mean. Just, yeah, just hope you don't get your false positive on a Saturday. Why is yeah, that? exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Like, I, I wondered, are they going to, like, make that last test on a Friday? or Because, uh, you know, based on the rules, it would be every other day going forward. So, is that every other day of Friday or Saturday? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a very strange situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other players that tested – so, this is everybody on the COVID list for the Lions. Justin Coleman, Jalen Elliott, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, Isaac Nauta, Awarie, Stafford, and then uh, a backup punter, Sipsis. Only two remain off that that haven't been reactivated, and that's Jalen Elliott and Awarie. Those are the only two guys that haven't come off the list yet. Everybody else has returned, at least. Thank God, uh, like for Hawkinson and Galladay to get back in there immediately, especially well, Hawkinson. I've read the Lions have done more to uh, safeguard against this virus than any other team in the league, from what it looks like. They went overboard uh, and – by everything yeah. I've read, they did an amazing job, and the players feel pretty safe there. So you, I think that's contributing to the yeah. Lions not bowing out, you know, playing the season. Did you see that, like, five- or six-minute video of all the precautions they were taking oh, within the – Wood or whatever with the – Yeah. yeah. Well, like, uh, man with the hand sanitizer and all the lockers mm-hmm. and the glass walls and stuff. App- yeah. Apparently all the steps they're taking has uh, kept Duran Harmon from – opting out of the season he has a one-year-old kid and they were talking about he was thinking about maybe just opting out so you know he doesn't deal with all of it but he said they talked him into it with all the procedures they're doing to keep him safe yep exactly i was, I was gonna mention that so i'm glad you mentioned it um th- there's only three uh lions players that did opt out for the season geronimo allison uh wide receiver they mentioned briefly in his podcast before a backup center russell bodine probably wasn't gonna make the roster and then John Atkins, a defensive tackle, also eh, a, a bubble guy. But One, no two, Yeah, so no no big notable cuts. Not like the New England Patriots who have, like, half their starting defense uh, sitting out for this season. And then four other, Jeez. like, backup players. They have eight total players. There's three well, teams, I think, with none. Rumor and, has it Belichick's going for Trevor Lawrence in this. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. So mad. Well, that's another thing. I guess we can talk about it really briefly is uh, college football is in a weird state right now. Where it looks Big like they're going to play spring football. RIP Big Ten and Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very yep. – str- but, like, uh, but the Big 12, ACC, and uh, SEC are still going to play. Uh, it's a very strange – going to hold out for sure. There's no it's- chance they don't play. Even if half their roster dies, they're going to finish the season. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a very – it's it's weird because the Big Ten still wants to play, and I'm just it, there's going to be a lot of pl- the top players are probably going to opt out in a spring season like that, and then will they push the draft back? I I don't know. I, I would imagine the NFL budge- budging on that. They don't seem to uh, um, adhere to care. other things. Yeah, they they just want their yeah. way. I'll take it uh, over no football. But yeah, I would. It's problematic. It's just weird. There's gonna be like, is there gonna be a national championship or playoffs? I don't know. That's just very strange. Are they gonna do it without the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and they're just gonna do their own little division season? Like, I don't know. 
I have no idea. Ways it can go. But what we do know is that Stafford is happy uh, to be in the building, working on football, ready to win a Super Bowl for Lions this year. That's all we. That's all we know for certain right now. He's ready to go. He said as much. Uh, and you know, for the league at least, it, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Uh, the 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 there's their screw up because he, he's been really professional about it because a lot of other guys would be pissed kind of like Kelly Stafford on her his comments yeah people in the store like harassing her telling her she shouldn't be out but even yeah. though it was negative at that point that's crazy yeah that's a that's a little ridiculous yeah so I guess Kelly Stafford uh displays the emotional side of Stafford to a degree at least in the public eye um, but anyways, uh, let, let's move on to the actual football. We've talked about some about coronavirus on here, but they, they're actually, you know, they're getting into training camp here, and there was uh, some roster cuts made this week uh, before uh, because they, they had to reduce the uh, roster down to 80 players. And with those opt-outs, they had six more players to cut. So this is who was cut. Dion Jonathan Wynn, not much there. Christian Sam, linebacker, probably wasn't going to make it either. Joshua Garnett, a guard. The two bigger ones, Chris Lacey, who we've mentioned on this podcast before, he got cut. And then the probably even more surprising one is uh, Travis Fulgham, not even making it to training camp to try to win his uh, roster spot after being drafted uh, last year. That goes what I was saying before, though. Like, Quinn's not afraid to dump a guy if he's not working on it. And granted, yeah. they're fairly loaded at the position, but, uh, I mean, he was drafted from last year, and they uh, they said they have something better. So they didn't – they just got rid of him. Yeah, so I get in yeah, credit. For doesn't that. really bother me this early. I, I'm telling you, Cephas had something to do with that. I yeah. think that he's an upgrade over the likes of Famer. You talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to make that decision when I got a future Hall of Famer like that on your roster. Yeah, yeah. he's exactly. taking a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it, yeah, it's hard to say why. It, it's just interesting that he didn't make it to like the the training camp aspect before this cut was made. Well, in normal year he would have. And in normal year, yes, he would have. He obviously just was on the that probably bubble to even get to try out again or try another year. So yeah, and no, uh, there's you know obviously no uh, preseason games to make an impact either. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll probably see. And all these guys probably weren't even training for like a good portion of this too. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of rust going around. That's tough to like look through and see like who's actually good and. Uh, I'm I'm curious if it'll make for interesting football. See these guys all start like uh, such a quick jump back in to the action. See what kind of like uh, opportunities are created for teams that you know who did a better job of cramming and preparing. So it'll, it'll be uh, some interesting dynamics at play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, th- there's a. There's one more aspect I wanted to get to on here. Uh, this is not going to be a long episode. There's still not a lot uh, going on uh, from at least the outsider's perspective of what's going on this season besides all the opt-outs and things going around with the NFL schedule. The, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to mention about college football. If everything gets delayed, the NFL is looking at m- making Friday night games, Saturday night games. They're going to try to take over oh, every, yeah. almost every, every day of the week if there is no college football. This Friday night game would be weird. I love it. It would be weird. <laughs> but I would love it. Just make a game a game every day of the week. That, they, <laughs> they might. They honestly might. Why not? They don't have much to compete with. I mean, baseball, but football is always going to beat baseball in the ratings. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, after October, uh, if there's no college football, I, I mean, li- literally it'll only be NFL for, like, two months. Like, that'll be the only major sport going on. Yeah, because I think hockey's not going to come back till like, December. Yeah, but – um. NBA, too. What we wanted to get into last year was um, training camp battles. And there's just some uh, notable ones I think are worth discussing. And I'm just going to get to them here. The, the first one and the most interesting one to me uh, is who is going to be <laughs> the um, starting running back for the Lions at opening day. on Johnson versus DeAndre Swift. Yeah. So – I guess we, we can make predictions here, but and while we're making our predictions, kind of discuss our thoughts on it. But um, who do we think is going to be the Lions opening day running back? I'll start with you, uh, Rudd Dog. You you look like you're, you're mustering an opinion right there. Yeah, I mean, I could see Swift having the battle by the time he gets there. I think he's a more all-around back than on Johnson and is capable, has more uh, – suddenness in his game that would really I think amp up our offense so I don't know it depends on how he picks up pass blocking if he's if there's certain aspects of his game that don't come along he won't he probably won't be able to be out carry on and I, I still expect great things from carry on so my bet is my bet is carry on gets the job to start the season but it's gonna he's gonna be sharing plenty of reps and if Swift takes it over then you know, that's probably the most likely scenario, I would say. Yeah, how about you, UJ? Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to they're gonna basically say it's carry-ons to lose right now, which he, and he probably will lose it because I think DeAndre Swift will eventually become our featured back. But uh, like Rudd does said, they're going to be splitting a lot of carries. So I don't think it really matters who starts, but I think just for the sake of egos or whatever, I think carry-on will get the start initially and uh, – and after that, it's just not going to matter. They're, they're, they're going to split a lot of carries. We're going to see both of them a lot. So, I'm not worried about it either way. I don't yeah. think they are either, to be honest with you. I, I would agree, UJ. I, I think Terrion starts the season as starter. I, I, my way too far prediction is that Swift takes him over eventually. But um, I, I think Johnson is going to get the start, like Road Dogs applying, like with blocking and uh, getting adjusted like that. And the fact there's only eight padded practices, I think, the entire offseason or – at least full contact practices. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a small amount. It's an incredibly small amount of full yeah. go practices. Uh, I don't think there's going to be enough time for Swift to be ready to take over the starter role and yeah. prove himself. I think by like week five or week six is when we're going to see DeAndre Swift maybe take more than 50% of the reps. Um, but I definitely at first, at least I think very initially it's going to be heavy carry on, but then very quickly mm. split by week two and three. It could depend. It depends on what they see out of him. If they see he's competent of doing what, like, fits his skill set really well, uh, like, which is that suddenness, then they're going to use him a significant amount of times because his skill set is stuff you don't really have to learn. If If you design some plays to get him out in space and stuff like that, it's just his natural talent. You know, more than most positions, you know, a good running back coming out of college can pick up the game pretty quickly, so. Yeah, what for you, sure. Well, you know, I think these guys are competitive. So, what psychologically, I would play start carry on because he's going to prove to everyone he's the man, all right? Oh, yeah. They'll say all the nicest things about each other and all that, but in the end, they're very competitive, and they both want to be the starter. So, 
think they'll let Carry on start and give him a chance to keep the job on his own. Oh, and yeah. He's got plenty of incentive, too. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So sticking plus, with – yeah, go, go Red Dog. I was just going to say, plus there's a – you know, there's a, there's a veteranness uh, there. Like, he's he's been on the team for years. You can't just give the job to a new kid without making him earn it first. All right. Uh, and, and sticking with this running back group, I wanted to focus on the other uh, – battle going on here and that's the battle for that third running back and fourth running back so between Bo Scarborough, Ty Johnson and then Jason Huntley. Oh man. Um, do we think all th- do we think all three of these guys make the roster? I, I would imagine Bo Scarborough uh Scarborough for sure is going to make the roster. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see Scarborough actually I I expect him to make the roster, but it depends on how good the new kids look and I actually expect all of them to make the roster, but I would actually. Really? I think they all do. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of them are going to. Go That's just a such a talented. Back. Yeah, you, you, you give up your, your somewhere else where you don't have as quality of depth and diversity of skill. There's got to be another place where you got a guy who's not as good as Jason Huntley or something like that. Don't you think um, Ty Johnson and Jason Huntley are both battling for that fourth running back? Do, do you think I lines care exactly. about? No. I don't know I don't. if they're going to take them all. There's I feel some, like they're. I feel like they're filling similar roles on the roster right now. But. Especially with injury concerns, there's depth other places we're going to need, even if the skill is lower. I don't know if we're going to firing all the. Well, I also think Huntley's going to try to be on the in the kick return game in some form. Exactly, I fully expect him to get shots with that. So that yeah. would definitely add to why I think he would be on the roster. That yeah. mean, that's an additional comparison to Ty Johnson. <laughs> no, but I'm saying for that, you have a good depth. I, I could see some of them being inactive, but I still expect them to all make the, the team throughout the season. Like, yeah. they'll be on the roster. Because there's too much talent there, and we have too much history of injuries. I agree. Ty Johnson was looking great at the end of last season. and uh, I, I, Plus, he's been pulling cars in the offseason. Come on, so you know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> Ty Johnson pulling a Ford F-150 across Ford Field? Like before the game or something like that, that'd be a great stunt, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know if that's the best warm-up routine, but uh, <laughs> you know, park cars on the fifty-yard line before the game and just have it. Yeah, time. it'd be great. <laughs> that'd be funny. Some Fords, like it could be a good little promotional. Yeah. Thing. You have one fifty. That'd be so cool. That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> so, uh, we we all think all three make the roster. I do. I do. I'm 50-50. I can see Jason Hundley being on the practice squad and then called up later in the year as well. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's a possibility. A Are we going to have a fullback? you got to ask that question. you got to have a fullback. No, you don't have to. How good did our guy do last year? He didn't do very good. And when they needed one, they put Nada in there to block, like a fullback. Yeah. I don't know. Was it that war that make fullbacks great again? Hat? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Was that yeah. on the Patriots? I forgot. I thought that was, was a so great fun. sentiment. Yeah. Our guy did. Uh, yeah. Was Schlesinger was wore it? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, no one. Nick Bodden. Nick Bodden. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The death of the fullback's been so sad. Yeah. And, and yeah, but he wasn't. Nick Bodden is, uh, did not play su- supremely well last year. He had one highlight of the year when he hurdled that guy and then. Then he went 
caused a spree of hurdles on the team when the tight ends tried to copy him the next week. And believe me, I wish we had a fullback that was a stud. I mean, I remember the Schlesinger days. The Corey Schlesinger days were, I mean, wow, that guy was amazing. We had a guy like that again. The Lions had Jerome Felton on their roster. Yeah, we did. And he ended up being pretty good uh, fullback for a long time. Yeah. yeah, for when they actually used him, right? Yeah, I mean, he, when he was on the rest, they, I mean, we cut him because we weren't going to use him. So, I know. And then he blocked for a 2,000-yard season for Adrian Peterson. Yep. doesn't seem like a necessity for our offensive scheme, but I just like having one. So, I'm going to say we're going to have one. Could that. you see uh, – I agree, Connor. I, I, would, I, I prefer to have one. But would you? Could you see them using uh, – What's his face? Uh, oh my gosh, the running, the big guy, uh, our big running back, Scarborough. Yeah, could you use him, see him using Scarborough as a blocker sometimes? No, no, no not at all. No, just a thought. I don't think I always a- always wanted the Lions to use Sue as a fullback on the goal line back when uh, yeah. he was on the team. They never did it. I was so pissed. A great fullback has to have the mentality of a battering ram. Because that's what he is. He did let Sue kick a field goal, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's move on to the third training camp battle I have. And this is one of the bigger uh, mysteries, I guess. Uh, And that's who's going to be starting at guard for the Lions this year. Joe Dahl, Jonah Jackson. um, They are fourth-round pick you can throw in there, Logan Stenberg. I don't see him winning that. Other than uh, UJ's guy, uh, Bench Wall, Bench Bagel, as you call him, uh, UJ. But um, who do we who do we see starting a guard for Lions here? I, I would imagine Jackson being a day one starter. I I think they take him with that in mind. I would imagine it's his job to lose. And then uh, right now, and I, I would say I would say Dahl still holds it for now. Yeah, I'm with you there. I Dahl and good. Jackson are my prediction. I think I think Stenberg in the next year or two we can see him turn into something, but. Unless he's ironed out some serious flaws in his game, he's not going to be ready. Yeah, if he watches tape, he's definitely not not NFL ready yet. But he's definitely got the the mentality to be ready in a year and the size. Yeah, he's the kind of guy though that this lock I think really hurt to not have this uh, uh, off season because I think he ha- he has some physical gifts that just need to be properly honed, and he looks like he could be an absolute stud. But he needs to be training and doing repetitions of what's the right thing. Yeah. And he's not getting that now. How about you, uh, UJ? What do you think? Joe Dahl and uh, Jackson? Jackson's the uh, the guy for right guard. I think Dahl keeps his job for now just because of the experience and everything else. <clears throat> uh, right tackle will be the, the new guy from Philly. Uh, <laughs> Big V. Big V, yeah. Him and uh, – and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty well set. That's what I think it's going to be. I mean, but I not think bench, not Benchwall. Yeah, what the heck? No, no but I do think Benchwall is going to make the team, and uh, and I think we're going to have a deeper uh, offensive line than we've had in a long time, uh, and a deeper, meaner, uh, tougher line than we've had in, in a while. You know, depth wise, I think we'll have guys that'll be able to come in and, and seamlessly like take over and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, think I really like what I've seen of Jonah Jackson on tape. I think he's going to slot in pretty quickly. But I think it's definitely Jackson's to lose. And then uh, and you think Dahl still, Connor? Yeah, sorry, I meant 
Dahl is going to start week one, I think, but I see Jonah Jackson slotting in pretty quickly. I mean, and the only thing I can see with Jonah Jackson that like is that if he if he doesn't adapt to the the bigger, faster environment, like his technique was so good in college, but he kind of had to be because he didn't, doesn't have that sheer mass. Yeah. The likes of Stenberg has, so like he has to hope a good off season tra- weight training program. I hope he was on one. <laughs> I know he's got some run blocking issues too, so hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that means, like, I, 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 it's very much up in the air. So it'll be fun to see. I feel like Dahl is more at risk of losing his job. Uh, does, so that uh, in for per PFF, Dahl was the third ranked uh, pass blocking guard in the NFL through the first three weeks of the season, and then after week, uh, and then he finished the season thirtieth. So after week four, it fell off a cliff. <laughs> oh wow! Or is at least very inconsistent. So. Uh, Something to keep in mind there as well. Uh, there is two more battles I wanted to get to. The fourth yeah. one will be interesting as well. So the Lions, break, the Lions trade for Duran Harmon. They convince him to stay with their rigorous uh, COVID things, as we talk about their their, their, their practices or whatever. Anyways, uh, Duran Harmon versus Will Harris is the opposite safety for Tracy Walker. Uh, do, I, I see, you know, prediction without – Hearing about anything on the field yet, training camp or anything, I think the Lions trade for Deron Harmon because they want him to start. So my my prediction is Deron Harmon wins this starting job, and Will Harris yeah. provides good depth. He's got the Patriots ties, right? So he's probably going to start. Yeah, well, no, and I just think Will Harris, and if he hasn't made any extreme strides to this point in his, you know, since the last year, he was not ready, and this guy's. Like a veteran with proven abilities. Uh, well, Will Harris, uh, I think he's still a, a work in progress. So uh, I don't think you're going to see him much in the beginning, but he will He will get his playing time. Hopefully he'll be much improved. I think Deron Harmon is a great addition to the backfield, the secondary. And I think, uh, I don't know, beyond that, I think he's going to help us a lot. It's going to be fun. I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I those two will probably end up splitting time more often than not. And uh, I think what they see Will Harris as more of like an in the box safety. So if it, if it like say it's the Ravens or something, uh, not 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 that they're playing the Ravens, but a team like that where it's more run heavy, the Lions probably play Will Harris more over Dron Harmon, and then a pass heavy team probably Dron Harmon you see more on the field. That's just my guess based on the skill sets. Um, but yeah. Does anybody else have anything to add to this uh, this battle? Let's get to the most important battle, Z. Oh, uh, go for it. I don't know if we, I don't know if we have the same one or not. So go for it. Tell me. Well, we have to, don't we? The battle for punter. Oh, that was not on my list, actually. Oh, Jesus! I, I thought you were saving that for last. <laughs> we want well, the Aussie, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Waltzing Matilda. Yeah. He's going to kick all those weird Australian kicks, man. He's going to just take the league by storm. It's going to be awesome. So it's between Jack Fox and Aaron Sipos. Is that how you say yeah. his name? Right. Yeah. Jack Fox has the longer career, but not by long. Yeah. Um, It'll be weird without Sam Martin on the roster, though. Yeah, it seems like it's pointed, been around I know we all had them drafting that punter. Uh, what's his face? So I'm really from, just, yeah, yeah, from A&M. 
I don't know why they didn't get him. I, I thought he would have been a higher priority. By the yeah, I, I agree with you, Connor. I was hoping they would it, during the draft uh, when we were watching it. Yeah. And it never happened. Most of us predicted it, too. Which yeah. Is hey, but I don't, on a weird side note, though, I'm, I'm really kind of happy that San Martin went to Denver because I'll bet he's going to just kick the shit out of the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thin air. It's going to be fun to watch. He's gonna, his kickoffs will go, like, into the upper decks. <laughs> This awesome. Aaron guy's got more like Australian football experience, so I'm guessing Jack Box is going to win the job just based on his more traditional American football. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. They say this guy can punt and kick the ball so many different ways because they grow up playing that Australian rules football, and they just they learn to do so many weird different things with the ball. And the yeah. punters now kick with that weird end-over-end kick they do now. Mm-hmm. And the only time they do the spiral kick is when they're, you know, deep in their own zone and they try to, you know, blast one. But most of it, they're doing that point down, end over end, weird kicking. I think this Australian guy, I think it's going to give him an advantage, actually, in this competition. That's and there's a, there's a cool video of him playing Australian football where he makes, like, a ridiculous, like, yeah, almost like a bicycle kick sideways, like from a sharp angle, like field goal thing. Uh, that's the best way I can describe the video of Sipsis. Plus, he's got to be a lot tougher if he's an Australian rules football guy. He's got to be like a tough, yeah. right? So, well, neither of them have ever had an NFL rep, so I guess time will tell. Yes, time will definitely tell. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of those foreign guys don't work out the way we think they are based on their highlight tapes. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean, Connor. Like sometimes you're like, "Oh my God, look what this guy can do!" Then he gets to yeah. the NFL, like, is out of there in a second. Hey, yeah. listen, I just want the best guy to win. It's just kind of my like weird gut feeling. So that's all. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool if you're right. That'd be way more entertaining than Jack Fox. So I'm rooting for oh, yeah. I just think Jack Fox will start. They'll play the waltzing Matilda music when he comes out to punt on fourth down, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like your yeah. vision. I like it. It's all about marketing. And uh, the Lions can at any time like sign a veteran or uh, that gets cut from another team as well. That's always a possibility. Yeah, these true. guys. Punter is probably you know there's not a lot of plays to go over like a wide receiver or something. So, who do you think Bob Quinn is is going to pull out of their uh, rehab this time? Oh, <laughs> like Ma- Matt Brader? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> well, uh, do we have any St. Rita wonders we can? Uh... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, we need – yeah. got to be a few out there, right, that aren't in the NFL. Well, that's one that didn't work out too well. True. Oh, well. All right. Let me let me uh, get to my last uh, battle that I had down. It wasn't punter, but thank you, UJ, for throwing yeah. that in there. Appreciate it. I know everyone's um, about that one. <laughs> so the last one I have is uh, for the defensive end position, and that is uh, Julian Aquara. Uh, uh, and Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant is a guy that we haven't really seen much of at all because of his injury history. But uh, the Lions drafted him in the fourth round, and they've obviously kept him around. They haven't cut him yet or anything like that. So they obviously think he has a lot of promise. We just don't, we just don't know what that promise looks like yet. But it's definitely an interesting battle between the two. I don't um, know if I'd put – are they in direct competition? Or just for like – like edge rushers, are you talking about in general? Because I don't see them playing the same position necessarily. I don't know. We didn't get to see a lot of Austin Bryant last year, so it's going to be tough to gauge that. Oh, yeah. And he's – I think he <laughs> – oh, man, you're, you're throwing me off my game here. Uh, <laughs> I 
I mean, they both played the edge rusher position, like so. It's definitely a similar position they're gonna both be playing. Similar, but I see Julian Okoro going for the similar position to what uh, what's his face played the guy we just cut this year. The what? Collins, the linebacker. No, the guy we like, Kennard. Similar position to what Kennard played, where he was like a stand-up edge linebacker rusher, not the other end. I see. uh, I think Romeo Aquara more in competition for a roster spot than Julian Aquara. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, if um, anything, and actually, I think Romeo and uh, the kid from Clemson, who's awesome, Brian, you're really on top of the names today. Yeah. Oh, How much Kool Aid over there? Um, <laughs> no, but I see him and Romeo as more of a direct competition because of their similar builds in the position they'd play. I expect Julian Aquara to be more of a uh, edged outside like linebacker. Well, so, uh, I would I would imagine Gerard Davis may be taking that at, at, at least based on how much weight he's been gaining. It seems like he's gearing up for a more of a pass rusher type oh, role. Oh hell yeah! But he might be able to do that more from the inside too. I mean, they they use him all over the place, so I don't know. I could see different scenarios playing out here. Yeah, I I, I just don't want to see uh, Davis out there in coverage uh, too much more. <laughs> No, I don't think anyone wants to see that. <laughs> I mean, unless he showed some, you know, incredible improvements over the offseason, I agree. But Z, to your, to your directly to your question, I think Julian O'Quara will play over Austin Bryant. I mean, yeah, I, oh, I agree with that too. Question, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm just curious I, what they can get out of Austin Bryant at this point. I am too. But even if he turns out to be a really good rotational player, I mean, that's Yeah, good. that's I mean, what I'm seeing him as, like more of like that rotation, like specialist guy. Naquara is going to get more of the reps. Yeah. yeah. And Austin Bryant only played 133 snaps last year. Uh, what was his four, injury? I remember he got games. It was, uh, I think, the pectoral, I believe. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it, 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 it shoulder of the pec, but something like that. It was an, it was an injury the Lions were aware about when they drafted him, and then it, then he re-injured it uh, almost immediately. And then so. I have a bad feeling he's going to be one of those guys that just never stays healthy enough for a real NFL shot. Yeah, I think that I think that's part of the reason why he fell to the Lions in the first place in that draft because of his injuries. Yeah, um, he played through it. I think in that that championship year with Clemson. Yeah. But um, I think that is all I have on the training camp battles for now. Uh, I mean, there's more that we can discuss, but we'll, we'll be talking about it more in the upcoming weeks as the NFL is really starting to gear up here football um, less than a month away, which is hard to believe. It'll sneak up on us really fast. Uh, this, this whole year is going by fast. Uh, it's already mid-August, but uh, we'll, we'll be ready for the Lions' uh, Super Bowl run in 2020 and 2021. But uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, UJ, your eyes are going to need a break after this. Yeah, yeah. Lots of Kool-Aid from the crew today. Just <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid's going down nice and smooth today. UJ, I think one of your eyes already went lazy after that. It's just kind of drifting off to the <laughs> – All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us here. Twitter at Drinking Lions, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We really appreciate everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. But from Connor, Rudd Dog, UJ, and I'm Big Z, thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! go.
down the field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain Alliance victory. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money. 